Let's have some fun with things that rhyme. Welcome, kids. It's poetry time. Hip hip hooray! Hip hip hooray! Hip hip hooray! Welcome, everyone, to Kids Poetry Club with me, Little Dazzy Donuts. The deadline for the hopes and dreams competition was last Friday, so I'm now on my way into the club to review all of the entries ready for next Monday's special award ceremony when we'll announce all of the winners for poetry and art. It's going to be great fun looking through the entries, but really tough to decide the winners. Seeing as I'm not quite at the club, why don't we take advantage of this time to do our registration? This is where you get to shout out your name and get a club point for being here. So on the count of three, shout out your name so that I can hear you through your phone, computer or radio. Let the drum roll begin. Here goes. One, two, three. Excellent. Well, I just arrived at the club. I see Queenie and Chicken looking out of the window. So let's head in and see what they're up to. Donuts, my friend. Welcome back to the club. Hi, Queenie. Hi, Chicken. I saw the two of you looking out of the window. What are you up to today? We were looking out of the window, hoping to find some inspiration. Inspiration for what? Inspiration for our art. Look, we've got our easels out ready to do some painting. But when we look out of the window to find something to paint, everything seems to be brown or dead. Or in some cases, brown and dead. Well, that made it tough to get excited about painting. So what normally inspires your art? Well, I think the challenge is that I've mostly painted outdoors, in the open air. You know me, I like heading outside with my easel and my oils or watercolors and find a nice spot with a pretty view. And then I sit there for a few hours and paint. You're right. Back in the summer, you and Chicken went out a lot. Didn't you used to go down to the riverbank to paint? We did. That's my favorite spot. I like painting the flowing river and the swans bobbing up and down on the water. I think that's where I do my best paintings. But today is really cold and wet, and so I don't fancy a few hours painting outside in today's weather. That's why we're standing here, looking out of the window and munching on bunches. You're doing what? We're munching on bunches. Bunches of what? Well, Chicken went to the store to buy some items that we could paint, you know, for a still-life painting. The idea was to buy lovely food, put it on the table, and then paint it. She came back with bunches, so bunches of grapes, bananas, carrots. It seems that lots of yummy food comes in bunches. Gosh, wouldn't it be great if you could buy all your food in bunches? Then we could munch on bunches of bread rolls or bunches of cupcakes. Sorry, I got a little distracted there. Okay, so the plan is to paint bunches of food. Well, that was the plan, but before we could start painting, we talked about just how yummy all of the food looked, and before we knew it, we were eating it. The carrots were the first to go, then the bananas, and finally the grapes. (laughs) So now we're just left with the green carrot tops. And even they're looking surprisingly edible right now. And so they might not be around much longer. And that's why we're looking out of the window in search of inspiration. And did any inspiration turn up? Not yet. But you turned up, and you're the next best thing. 
You're always so helpful when we get stuck. Well, perhaps you have some ideas of what we could paint on a winter's day like today. I wish I did, but I do have a good idea for you. How about you call up the local artist, Building? He's helped you before, and I bet he has some great suggestions on what you can paint in winter. Oh, I really like that idea. Back in spring, he taught me to draw and paint a tulip, and that was really my first successful painting. Now, I will be the first to admit that my tulip looked more like a banana, but as soon as I realized that, I just told everyone that I'd done a painting of a banana, and people were impressed. Oh, and Bill has helped us to draw people, too. Oh, yes, I remember that day. We all went up to Bill's studio, and I ended up standing on a bucket while you all painted me. Yes. You know, Chicken still has her painting of you up in the living room. It looks very impressive. She definitely caught your better side, so however we look at it, the idea of calling Bill is a winning idea. I tell you what, I'll call him as soon as I've finished much of these carrot tops. While I eat them, do you happen to have a poem that you can read to us? I do, Queenie. I actually have a fun one that fits perfectly with the bunches you've been eating. And it's actually called Bunches. Here, I'll read the poem to you now. Your love turns up here, in many forms of bunches, like bananas I blend into smoothies for lunches, and bunches of spinach that always surprise, when they're heated and wilt to such a small size. There are grapes that you bring when I'm poorly in bed, maybe bunches of green ones or bunches of red. My favourite of all leaves me smiling for hours when you arrive at my home holding bunches of flowers. The conclusion I'm reaching, you could call it a hunch, is by a very long way. You're the best of the bunch. Oh, I do like that poem, Little Bowsy Donuts. You know, we've eaten a lot of bunches today, but you'll be pleased to hear that none of them were bunches of flowers. Okay, so are you ready to call building? I am, I'll call him up now. Hi, this is Bill. Hi, Bill, it's Queenie. Oh, hi, Queenie. How are things? Oh, they're peachy, Bill, real peachy. That said, I've got an artist block on what to paint today and thought you might be able to help me. Everything just looks so dead and brown. You're right, Queenie. It does. But that can make for wonderful paintings, too. You know, paintings don't have to be about sunny and colorful days. In fact, some of my favorite days to paint are days like today. They are? Absolutely. There are just so many shades of gray in the sky and so many shades of brown on the ground. That makes it a challenge to paint, and I like that challenge. So I encourage you to look for beauty in the grays and browns of winter. I'll tell you what. Look out your window now and tell me what you see. Okay, well, I uh, see a sky full of clouds. And do those clouds form one massive block of the same color? Uh, no, actually. Every cloud is a different shade of gray. Some are actually almost white and fluffy, and others are closer to black, but have a lighter edge around them. Excellent. It's the same when I look out my window. And how does the sky make you feel? Oh, well, that's a good question. Huh. Let's see. Well, I feel a sense of hope, because the lighter clouds remind me of warmer days. 
And I also feel something threatening. Like the darker clouds could bring a storm. So the sky gives me different feelings, really. It does. The challenge to a painter is to find a way of creating art that generates similar feelings. So if you're not just setting out to paint clouds, you're actually looking to paint a scene that people can feel. Oh, I like that, Bill. But how do I do that when these clouds are moving and changing colors so quickly? You know, when you asked me to look out at the clouds, there was one that was the shape of a dog, but that cloud now looks like a parrot. I can't paint quickly enough to capture it all before it changes. One idea that can help is to head outside with a camera and take a few photos of things you'd like to paint. If you wrap up warm, you can wander around, take lots of photos, and then head back into your warmth to look through them before deciding which ones you'd like to then paint. You can then use your photos as a reference. I knew you'd be a great help, Bill. Thank you. This is exactly the sort of inspiration that I needed. Chicken and I will head out there now with her camera, take some photos, and then start painting. Once we're dead, we'll bring our paintings around to your studio to show you. That sounds wonderful. It will be great to see you later. Bye, Bill. Okay then, Queenie. How did it go with Bill? It went so well. Bill really helped me to see the beauty in a winter's day. And he's also suggested a way of deciding what to paint and how to paint it. So the next step is for me and Chicken to head outside with her camera. We'll be back in a mo. Well, while Queenie and Chicken take photos of winter scenes, how about I read the second poem of the episode? This poem is called Self-Raising Flowers and is all about the flowers that appear in a garden in late winter. They tend to be snowdrops and crocuses, and they fight their way through the cold and the snow, and bring some much-needed brightness to a winter garden. Here, I'll read the poem to you now. I don't plant them or feed them, or water them at all. Don't fertilise them in summer or trim them in fall. I don't prune them or thin them or weed where they grow. I don't pick them or put them in vases on show. So I'm taking no credit for the joy that they bring when announcing we're close to the arrival of spring. They just shoot out the soil between rain and snow showers. Just call them my favourite, self-raising flowers. Hi, little Dazzy Donuts, we're back. How did it go taking photos? As Chicken was just saying, it went so well. Let's sit down at the noodling table and we'll show you the camera. Okay, so these first few photos are of the sky. Look at all of the different grays and whites. And there's even a little blue in there, too. Then we took some photos of the garden, see? There's a lot of soil waiting for us to plant our veggies in spring, but that soil isn't just one shade of brown. There are so many different colors in there. And shadows, too. Oh, and here's my favorite photo. Oh, yes, it looks like you found some snowdrops. We did. They've come up under the apple tree, having fought their way through dead leaves on the ground. Aren't they beautiful? They are. They grow so close to the ground. Just this thin, bright green stem with a pure white bell-like flower dangling down from the top. I think that's the photo I want to paint. 
It's so full of hope. It's a seed of decaying leaves that fell from the tree last autumn, and through all of those leaves have fought some brave and beautiful snowdrops. My challenge now is to find a way of generating that sense of hope through my paint. Well, doesn't that sound like fun? It does. It certainly sounds like you've found your inspiration, thanks to building. We have. Actually, I think this could inspire me to create a series of paintings. I love this great idea to paint new flowers as they turn up to the garden. So I'll start with snowdrops, and then we should have crocuses within a week or two, and so I can paint them next week. Oh, and we'll have some daffodils in early spring, and then tulips. Well, at some point, we'll also have blossoms on the trees, too. So each time something new blooms, I'll paint a new painting. Well, I love that idea. I tell you what, why don't the two of you start painting while I read you a poem? I have the ideal poem here that's called Snowdrops. I'll read it to you now. I wake up and look out upon a vista anew. You arrived overnight to embellish the view. With a join-the-dot scene to bedazzle the brown. Porcelain drops hanging close to the ground. Peeling their bells to announce spring must be near. How I cherish that morning, the snowdrops appear. So, Queenie and Chicken, how's it going with your painting? (laughs) Oh, you're right, Chicken. Your painting really is starting to capture the beauty of bare trees without their leaves. And I see that you have a few birds in the trees, too. Now, how about you, Queenie? I'm doing well. It's not easy capturing all the different shades of brown and the leaves, but I'm getting there. And I found a fun way of showing the snowdrops. Look, I turned the canvas upside down and dripped white paint on it. And those paint drips have run a little and turned into bells. So I'm going to use those paint drips as my snowdrops. I may even call them snow drips. I love it. Okay, while the two of you continue with your paintings so you can take them around to building studio, I'd like to thank everyone for joining us today. And also remind you that there are lots of ways to join in with the club. If you go to kidspoetryclub.com, you can see the Podsnack video for the episode, plus there's information on how to send your poetry and art into the club. It's been so lovely to spend time with you. Thank you for joining me, Queenie, Chicken, and Building. I hope you enjoyed yourself and hope you'll be back for more next time the club meets. Join us again next week when we'll be holding the award ceremony to announce the winners of the Hopes and Dreams competition. As always, let's finish with our short goodbye poem. We've had some fun with things that rhymed. Goodbye, kids. Until next time. This is Little Dessie Donuts saying keep rhyming.